Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 59, Your Miracle Morning. Before I start on our topic, I want to read an email that I got. I had just gotten an email that wasn't so kind, and then I got this email right after it, and I felt like it was God's way of saying, keep going. You're going to have people that will put gas in your car, and then you're also going to have people that are going to take gas out of your car. And a lot of times, hurting people like to hurt other people, and loving people like to love other people. So if someone is hurting you, just know that they are hurting and then you pray for them and love them and give them compassion and love. And it can be from afar, but you don't want them to drain your gas tank because then you're not able to fill up the gas tanks of those people within your four walls. So she says, I have to share with you. My four-year-old son wanted Wendy's for dinner. As we were driving there past Culver's, his favorite ice cream place, he started saying, I want ice cream, I want ice cream. Oh my goodness, can you imagine a four-year-old passing Culver's and then thinking he needs to have Wendy's instead? Over and over and over. He said it about 50 times. I said, no, we're going to Wendy's. I'll get you a Frosty there. He wasn't having it. He had a meltdown the entire time I was ordering when I was paying and getting our food. I pulled over and gave him two options, eat the Wendy's Frosty or no ice cream at all. He continued his meltdown. I stayed cool. What? You know, when they're, when sometimes my kids are like melting down right in front of me and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm staying calm in the middle of all this. And I just have to constantly remind myself, stay on your breath. She's a child of God. He's a child of God. Connect with the emotion. These are all things that I say to myself. So just know that when they're melting down, your brain will want to go to straight melting down with them, but it will only make things worse. So holding the space is hard, but I promise it gets easier. He finally said, Mom, I can't make a decision without you. And it hit me. He literally could not even think rationally enough to make a decision that would be like a no-brainer. Pick the ice cream, even though it's not your favorite. I said, okay, how about we go home and you eat the ice cream? And another day, we'll get Culver's ice cream. But for now, Wendy's ice cream will be awesome, huh? We get to have ice cream before dinner? What? How cool, in my Kelly voice. Remember, everything is N-B-D. Everything's no big deal. They are not thinking rationally when they're in the red zone. So you get them out of the red zone, then you have your chat later. This was insane. Normally he would have cried for who knows how long. It would have ended in me just yelling and sending him to his room, etc. I cannot believe how this turned out and it's because of your podcast. Too many ahas to count, too many takeaways to mention. Just thank you. Your podcast has changed my life in so many ways and I recommend it to all my friends. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing the hard things and sharing the hard things because not doing the hard things are actually harder in the long run. Oh yeah, that's a quote. Let me say that again. Thank you for doing the hard things and sharing the hard things because not doing the hard things are actually harder in the long run. Oh my goodness, yes. That's so true and very well said. Coming from a very exhausted but hopeful mama of a very strong-willed child who is basically me in a four-year-old boy form. Isn't that the truth? I used to call one of mine very strong-willed. I bet you could guess who it was. And I, if I had 100 adjectives and you said, pick 50 adjectives to describe this child and 50 positive ones and then 50 challenging ones. 
Strong-willed wouldn't even be on the 50. And that literally was my forefront of my mind all day and every day for years. So your brain is not going to like to change. It likes to melt down with your children. But when you try it and you learn it and you see it and you see how it builds connection, you see that it's not really about the ice cream or the Frosties. It's about they don't know how to manage their emotions. And I know you sometimes don't know how to manage your emotions. I know I sometimes don't know how to manage my emotions. So they are freaking out in proportion to what is appropriate for their ages and stages. Now we are a grown up and we will look at them and think this is not appropriate for their ages and stages, but let's just give them a pass. It doesn't go a seven-year-old does this, a nine-year-old does this. It doesn't go like that. It goes almost like in a video game. When I was a child, I was highly, highly addicted to Mario Brothers. I played it so much that I could flip the board and then I went into extra, I got so many extra lives before extra lives was a thing that I thought about it all day. So I think of life almost like a video game and our kids are like the stages of video games. For Mario Brothers, it was 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. That was the world one. Then you went to the next level, 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, 2.4. Then you can see where it goes. 3.1, 3.2, 3.3, 3.4. You're like, Kelly, I get it, okay? All the way up to 12.1, 12.2, 12.3, 12.4. Okay, so if you remember that we are all in our own video game, remember we're all taking our own test. I'm in the games with you. We're not riding unicorns over here in the Hutchison house. I am in it to win it with you. You will get to the point where the tears or the storms or the sadness or the anger, however they show it, you will see it as a child as a soul having human experiences versus your child having a hard time. You will see your child as having a hard time versus giving you a hard time. When you see your child as having a hard time, then you can enter the red zone with empathy and compassion, but you don't match red zones for red zones. Parents tell me, it's just so hard, Kelly. It's just so hard. I'm like, I know it's supposed to be hard. And you can do hard things. We can do hard things. Just like in Mario, the only way you're going to get to the next level is mastering the level that you're in right now. Mastering does not mean perfection. You show up, you try, you fail. And every single time you get stronger and better, stronger and better to a place where the storms won't scare you. You won't run from them. You won't yell about them. You won't time out about them. You won't send them to their room about them. You'll be like, oh, my kid's having a hard time just like if they were to fall off their bike, just like if they didn't know how to figure out a word. You're not going to send them to their room and say, go figure out that word. I'm not sending Grady to his room to read a chemistry book. He's nine. It would cause him tears because he would go in there and kids do well when they can. That's from the book, The Highly Explosive Child, which is so good. And he says that over and over and over. Children do well when they can. They want to please you. They want your affirmations. They want to know that they're good enough. They want to know that they're a really good kid. So the first place they look to answer that question is to mom and dad, then probably their teachers and coaches, then their peer group. Depending on their age, they look within their four walls first, then they go to the next line, depending on their ages. Younger kids look to teachers. School-age kids, teachers and coaches. Intermediate kids, peers and teachers and coaches depending how involved they are in whatever extracurricular activity they are, you will see how much it means to them. These adults matter in their life. Their peer group matters in their life. Now, there's a lot you can't control when they're outside your four walls. 
but everything you can control is within your four walls. So I want this podcast to empower you to know that your children need you to teach them how to manage their emotions. And if you were never taught, that is okay. That is why it's so hard. It's like teaching your child how to read Spanish when you don't even know how to say hola. You get my drift, girlfriend? So I'm going to talk to you about something of how you do change your brain and rewire your brain that is so phenomenal. It goes after the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. There's so many different versions of this book out there. People will send me screenshots and they'll say, which one do you suggest? And I will say, close your eyes and touch your computer screen or touch your phone. And as long as Hal Elrod wrote it or he was endorsing it, pick that book. Now, remember, the brain likes to spin in overwhelming confusion. So it likes to say, let me read the 75 reviews. Let me think about it. Let me ask Kelly. Oh, she hasn't gotten back to me now. Oh, let me wait another week. What should I do? But the one made for women, the one made for families, the one made for pick one. And that's the right decision. You don't want to have decision fatigue because that will only postpone how you can retrain your brain. So if you weren't taught a lot of these things, that's okay. The reason why you weren't taught these things is because your parents didn't know either. So nothing went wrong. When we know better, we do better. Thank you, Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou. I can never remember who did that quote. So I just say both of them just to cover myself. When we know better, we do better. We love and honor your parents for doing the very best job that they could. And then you give your children the parent that you wanted when you were younger. If you had the parent that you wanted when you were younger, just like they say on the facts of life, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. There are a lot of lessons learned from non-examples. One of the hardest and meanest and most awful coaches of my entire life taught me so much through non-examples. I had amazing coaches, and then I had a few that were horrible. So I learned, oh, that felt good. Oh, that did feel good to be coached like that. So you can do the same thing with your kids. You can say, I love that my mom and dad did that. And that part, not so much. But remember, we have 80,000 thoughts. 95% of those thoughts are unconscious thoughts, meaning we've thought them so many times that our brain thinks it's factual. It's like the sky is blue to the brain. So now we are questioning those. It's not so much what you have to learn from this podcast. It's what you have to unlearn. Old habits aren't serving you, aren't serving your children, aren't helping you sleep at night. Those are the habits to tackle. Whatever is on your mind when you're driving in the car that's causing you stress and agita, that's what you should focus on first. When you are falling asleep with that pit in your stomach, focus on that first. That is your gut talking. That is God speaking through you, kind of saying, wake up. It doesn't have to be like this. I'm always sharing about my prior experiences, not to make this podcast about me, but so you can relate and connect and I can be your crystal ball. That it doesn't have to become perfect. You just shoot for B minus. And then your kids get to shoot for B minus. Takes the pressure off your shoulders, which takes the pressure off their shoulders. Remember, we're taught our whole lives, programmed through conditioning in the schools, shoot for the A's, straight A's, straight A's, straight A's. You get on stage, you get accolades, you get trophies. Now I'm teaching you to shoot for the B minus and your brain's like, wait, what? It starts to short circuit. And that's good. You want your brain to short circuit. My brain short circuits every day. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. What's on the other side of that short circuit? So he wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And you want to think of your day as bookends. How you start your day and how you end your day are very important. And then what happens in between? Some things you have control over, some things you don't. So if we have 60,000 thoughts and 95% of those thoughts are unconscious thoughts, meaning we thought them over and over, we need to talk about those 95,000 thoughts. The only problem is the 5% is very small and it's kind of like, wait for me, wait for me, wait for me. And then when you're living your life and it's noon, your unconscious brain kind of takes a back seat because it likes to coast. And then 
your conscious brain is only 5%, seems overwhelmed by all the things you have to do that involve extra thinking. So the unconscious brain kind of sits back. You have to think of your brain like a computer. It's everything that goes on behind the scenes. Remember, our brains like to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So tapping into that unconscious brain, the conscious brain is like, "Mm, no, let's not do that. Let's just keep doing same old, same old. So I find, and this book finds, and this book explains how your first part of your day and the last part of your day is when your unconscious brain is the most alert, most awake. Remember, when we're growing up, our brain is like Play-Doh. It's very malleable. I could tell that kids, there's a unicorn in Paris and we will go find it someday and they will believe me. They will believe anything I tell them. Lily, not so much. She's getting to a point where she's like, hmm, I don't know about that. Grady, he's like Mr. Magoo. He'll believe anything to a point. Three-year-old, oh, forget about it. Anything and everything you tell them because they don't know any different. That's the most beautiful thing about kids. They're so innocent and they're so malleable and they're so impressionable. They look at you with those big eyes and they're just like, do I matter? Do you love me? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I whole? They ask 150 times a day just by the attention we give them and the eye-to-eye contact. If you've ever watched your kids talk, don't listen to their words. Look in their eyes while they're talking. I don't care how old they are. The eyes are their window to their soul. You can see their soul when they're talking. And so you want that answer to be a resounding yes over and over and over. So for us grownups, I'm 45, about to be 46. My brain is like Play-Doh that's been left out overnight. So I find the most change happens when you talk to the brain kindly while it's just waking up and as it's falling asleep. Because as it's falling asleep and as you're waking up, your conscious brain is very much asleep and your unconscious brain never sleeps. Your unconscious part of the brain does not know the difference between past, present, and future. I know that sounds crazy, but that's where your dreams come from. You could have a dream of something that caused you stress and agita from a year ago. It's because your brain is trying to work out that stress and that agita and that pain. And so that's where dreams come from. So when you're just waking up, your brain is the most malleable. So the book talks about how to win the day. If you win the morning, you win the day. Here's how to start your day off right. They have the acronym of SAVERS, and SAVERS stands for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, scribing. Okay, that sounds like a lot in the morning. Some people are trying to find their coffee pot. You can also do this at the end of the night. You can do a combination. You could split it up. What I suggest is logging out of everything the night before, logging out of your email, logging out of your social media, logging out of your Voxer if you use Voxer, anything related to your phone, log out of it all. And I mean log out where if you want to log back in, you have to punch in a very long, confusing password. Because when you first wake up, that is when your brain is the softest of the Play-Doh. This is when you can attack that part of the brain that is taking over part of your life. So I've kind of changed savers into You've heard me talk about Good Morning Pretty World, G-M-P-W. The G stands for gratitude. The M stands for meditation. The P stands for prayer. And the W stands for workout. You don't want to wake up, roll over, and log into social media. That is other people's agenda now being downloaded into your malleable brain. You don't want to step on the scale because most people don't like what they see, and then they beat themselves up for the next 20 minutes. And then it's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So the gratitude part could look like just talking to yourself, sometimes going outside and sitting on the front step and listening to the birds, looking at the trees. Now, this can happen at any time. I used to be a very, very early bird where I got up crazy early. Some people like to stay up crazy late. Now, if you're staying up crazy late, you shut off all devices so you can have a relationship with yourself. You need time with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is muy importante. Here I'm speaking Spanish. So the gratitude can look like just saying thank you, appreciating all the blessings that you have in your life. 
It sounds hokey, but this really sets the tone for the day. When my kids were in school, remember those days? I got up super early. I used to get up like at 4.30 in the morning. And I would go into their rooms and just touch their heads or touch their hearts or touch their backs and just say thank you, thank you, thank you, like 47 times on each child. Sometimes as I'm waking up, I'll just put my hand on David's shoulder while he's sleeping and I'll just say thank you. Thank you for gifting me this beautiful soul that we can share our life with and we can enjoy our beautiful children and our beautiful life and all the blessings that you've poured into our family. And you do the same thing with your kids. You go outside and you'll see things just so differently. You look at the moon. Now, this doesn't take as long as you think it does because sometimes it can be done while you're just in bed and you don't want to wake up the kids. Or if you have a baby and you don't want to wake up the baby, they see your eyeballs. They're like, oh, let's play. It's 4.30 in the morning. So the gratitude can look however you want it to look. I am very nervous about ever saying this is the one way to do it because then people get tied into that there's one right way to do things. And I hope my overwhelming message in this podcast is that there's a hundred right ways to do it. But we are so conditioned to always want to get the A that let's do it exactly like Kelly does or let's do it exactly like the book does. It's good to use that as your training wheels, but then you can veer off a little bit and add your own flair and spice and not have to go for the A+. The gratitude can look like writing it down. The gratitude can look like saying it out loud. The gratitude can look at writing it on the chalkboard in the house. Now, meditation, I love the app Insight Timer. I love also using the kale analogy kind, abundant, loving energy. I say that over and over and over. This is while my brain's waking up. Sometimes I do it on the couch. Sometimes I do it on laying in bed. I don't always go in this order. Ooh, Kelly went out of order. Ooh, 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 I'm going to tell. I'm telling dad. So again, this is all up to you. This is not linear. This is not one way or the highway. When I wake up, I let Maggie out. And sometimes my brain is so foggy that I don't even know how to shut off our house alarm. I forget the alarm code, even though we've lived in this house for almost 10 years. It's because my conscious brain that knows the code very well inside and out is still asleep, and that's good. But my unconscious brain is wide awake, remembering dreams, foggy dreams. What was that dream about? I don't know. I think that was about my best friend from high school. I'm not really sure. That was weird. Why were we in that dormitory? So your brain is kind of waking up, but that's when you want to like take control of the raffia and fill it with gratitude, fill it with meditation. Because I learned from my meditation class, which I don't recommend paying for a meditation class. There's lots you can learn on YouTube and the Insight. It's called Insight Timer app. There's a lot you can learn from there. But one thing I learned from there, which I talked about, is she said, think about your life as like an ocean. And people scuba dive because they want to go down to the bottom because of the peace and tranquility. And so life is very chaotic. There's stress. There's agita. There's people not meeting our expectations. There's the 50-50 at the top of the water. But down at the bottom, it's peace and tranquility. When you meditate, you get to go down to the bottom and train your brain how to go down to that bottom. So when things are getting heated or when the dog's barking and the phone's ringing and the kids are crying, you will be able to be the calm in the storm because you've retrained your brain to find that peace and tranquility. I used to think meditation was really good for the meditation, whether you did it for one minute or 20 minutes. But what it does is it trains your brain to dive deep and conjure up some of that sand from the bottom to bring it to the surface. So when all of that stuff is going on, you can be the calm in the storm. You can be the flight attendant on the turbulent flight. You can be the DJ in the sound booth when the sound goes out and the microphones start going and they get that feedback and everybody looks straight to the DJ booth. That's what happens when you have those moments. You almost see yourself as hopping in a helicopter and seeing your life from the out to the in versus living your life from the in to the out. And I heard once from Shalene Johnson, she said, when you pray, you're talking to God. And when you meditate, God's talking to you. That is super powerful. 
So good morning, pretty world. G-M-P-W. The P is for prayer. Pray in the way that you want to. Read your Bible. Journaling is great. However you want to do it, that's between you and how you like to pray. Now, the W that my brain does not like to do, but I like to do it before my brain's fully waking up. During all this time, I'm kind of like waking up. Sometimes I'm on the couch. I'll get up. I'll take my pre-workout drink, hoping that I will have some miracle energy. It does work. And then I do my workout. My workout is six days a week. And when I miss, I don't beat myself up because I know the next day I'll do it because I know that I'm able to keep my word to myself. When you set it as a non-negotiable, then it becomes a lot easier because you do it day in and day out, no matter what, just like brushing your teeth. And you'll see how your brain will try to stop you every single time because the gift that keeps on giving is after the workout. So if you need help with that, send me a message. I run weight loss groups, workout groups, accountability groups every single month. So just say, get my booty in shape. I need some of those free drugs because when you work out, I mean, the amount of chemicals that are released in your body, even if you're doing yoga and low impact, it is science-based. It is like free drugs given to you. So yes, I want those early in the morning and then I get to enjoy them all day long. And then you get that inner pride all day long. So that workout you did at 6 a.m., you get to enjoy all day long because at 4.30 in the afternoon, you think about that 6 a.m. workout, you're like, yeah, go me. You give yourself a little high five. You're like, yeah, baby, let's go. And I've realized with the Miracle Morning that the discipline does not come from waking up early because I used to be a night owl. And I remember, if you're a night owl or your morning person, however you label yourself, it's just a thought that you have thought so many times that you've then you put a label, like a sticker on your forehead. You can change that if you want to. So I don't want you to get defined into any type of label. You are a beautiful soul having a human experience. Do not deduce yourself to something like a procrastinator, a morning person, a night owl, someone with ADD. That's like saying, I'm a Libra. You're like, so what, Kelly? I don't care. So when you label yourself, I want you to say, so what? I don't care. Because it doesn't really matter. Everybody has a procrastinator in them. Everybody has a morning person in them. Everybody has a night owl in them. Everybody has ADD inside of them. So stay away from the labels. Because when you label yourself, then you put yourself in a corner, you put yourself in a box, and then you just become more of that. Everybody has a little bit of that in them. It's normal. There's nothing wrong. I promise. And when you start your day off this way, then you are literally rewiring your brain every single morning to think different thoughts. Because guess what happens when your spouse and kids wake up and you've thought nothing but positive things about them for the last hour and a half? You see them and you're like, oh, you are amazing. Thank you for waking up. You don't say that because you'll look like a freakazoid, but you think that. And then the energy in which you engage with them is so much different. And then guess what the energy they engage with you back? It's so much different because vulnerability breeds vulnerability. So when you are vulnerable and soft and kind and loving and all those beautiful things that you want to be, your family will be kind and loving and soft and vulnerable. All the things you want from them. But you don't need to ask them to do it. You just model and embody it and then they will mirror it back to you. I promise on a stack of Bibles. Good morning, pretty world. And while I'm doing my workout, I am always, always, always listening to a podcast or a book on audio. I have an audible.com account. They're not a sponsor. Highly recommend doing one or the other because while I'm releasing those free chemicals, I'm rewiring my brain to think differently through a podcast or through a book. And it's always a personal development book. Always, 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 always. Because it has a compound effect of having a huge change in your life. It could be one book. It could be a combination of four books. It could be like The Conscious Parent. When, that, when I read that book, it was like, Eureka, this is amazing. And I have a list of books that I recommend, but I get nervous about recommending books because sometimes books will knock me on my keister. 
And then I'll recommend it to someone. They're like, yeah, that book was okay. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Because they're just in a different video game screen. That's all it is. And then they'll recommend a book to me that knocked them on their keister. I'm like, yeah, that was okay. Because I'm on a different video game screen. There's no levels of better or worse, just different. But if I read that book a year from now, it could knock me on my keister. So timing is everything. And when you listen to your gut, you're really listening to God speaking through you. And the only way you can tap into that is living your life from the in to the out versus the out to the in and not losing yourself in your mothering or in your wifing or your husbanding. You don't want to lose yourself in your spouse and your kids. That is a lose-lose because then they hold all the cards to your happiness. You are in control of your side of the street. They're in charge of their side of the street. They feel lack of pressure and then they can fly. And then you can fly too, and you fly together. So if you want to start becoming a morning person, the discipline does not come from waking up and getting out of bed early. The discipline comes from going to bed early. Your bedtime matters more than your wake-up time because you will start to train your brain and you will pop out of bed because you'll know that like, oh, I get all this goodness to spend time with myself. You have to unplug and log into your heart before you can log into all the other things that are going to pull at you because that is other people's agenda, but you have to have time with yourself so then you can pour into yourself and then you can pour into others from a full cup and from abundance and not go into debt. Love from abundance and not love from lack. I hope this helped. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level And we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.